2: As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice
3: over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash impact. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics.
5: Greetings, welcome in, final hour of the program. Happy you're with us, giving us a few minutes of your time. We thank you, appreciate you. You can download the podcast, The Best Of, all of it. Coming up a little over an hour from now, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your audio, download it, give it five stars. We'll walk coast to coast and hug you and love you forever. Well, as soon as I'm allowed to. I don't think, because if I leave the state, then I have to go hide in my basement for two weeks or something like that. Mike Harmon alongside Dan Beyer in for Jason Smith tonight. You find Dan at Dan Beyer on Fox on Twitter. And the NBA draft has wrapped up, Dan, a long, arduous journey tonight through the selections, through some trade talk. We'll get into that. But I've just got to be honest with you. I had my... Don't you remember, you got to always be reminded how old you truly are when Kenyon Martin's kid gets drafted, okay? Psychologically, I'm having issues with this. Last night, Smith was all freaking out because today's his 50th birthday, so wish him a happy birthday over at Albatafresca. Tell him you love him, you hate him, whatever. He loves just being acknowledged. (laughs) But Kenyon Martin getting drafted in the second round of the draft by the sacramento kings by way of houston is, is a big deal like I, I do this with baseball drafts right we see that all the time here's a junior here's a junior even when ken griffey jr was was drafted so long ago it was already man my life's flashing before my eyes because i was just admiring his old man who's still playing uh and now here's kenyon martin's kid and and really it, it's Kind of a, a weird, weird thing. One didn't do the traditional college route. We had a number of guys like that. Normally it's just the international side. Here it's the, well, kind of stepped out and other things. Here was the IMG Academy instead of going through the collegiate ranks. Uh, but I felt old today, Dan. Not well, good.
6: The, well, I, and I think that this actually does tie into a bigger story, and it's one that affects Laker fans and. Um, honestly, I think that it may affect Cleveland Cavalier fans as well, but I I, I don't think that LeBron James is going to retire until he can play with his son. I agree. And I now you have – there are some thinking that the – what we thought the one-and-done was going to be over with in a couple of years may not be the case anymore, Where you or where you would do away with the one-and-done. The one-and-done – May still be in place, and I think that as LeBron's career was, you know, is starting to wind down. When we're not sure on how many years he's got, two years left on his on his Lakers contract. But you have a son who's going to be a sophomore in high school. You say, all right, you know, Bronny goes through, plays the next three years. But the but by the time that he's out of high school. We thought that he would then be able to enter the NBA draft. And now that isn't necessarily a foregone conclusion. So he could be out of, he could be four years out from entering the NBA. So when you talk about Kenyon Martin's son coming into the league, I think that the, you know, the biggest one that we're going to be watching is LeBron and his son and now you've got that situation where it isn't a foregone conclusion that the NBA will allow kids to enter the draft straight from high school which we thought was going to be the case in in what 2022. So yeah. that's that's not that may not happen and so that would mean that Bronny James would have to you know take another year before you know maybe go to you know whatever college for a year and then enter the draft. But it could also extend LeBron's career then another year so he could have that opportunity.
5: Well, I think either way, the lobbying group from the NBA Players Association will be led by LeBron James, right? (laughs) Not that they're going to abandon any of the social and political uh, pursuits. This is just another arm of, all right, let's get that rule out so we can get Bronny in here as fast as possible, particularly as you still see with LeBron James, the skill set, being what it was this year but uh, we take the kenyon martin jr wrote into the nba draft and brian fenley at the top of the hour was giving you all of the particulars of, of the big draft picks at the top and second round is now complete some of the names that we played in the name game were selected and then you've got the rumors already of, all right, this guy's going to sign here and and go to camp here. And, and we'll be monitoring that over the next 24 hours, as well as whatever other trades may come out in the wash. Uh, remember, all the way at the top of this, Anthony Edwards, number one, some project talk to him and the considerations of football and basketball as people wringing their hands. Like, no, he had the opportunity to be the number one overall pick. He went to play basketball. Don't read too much in. Uh, James Wiseman, number two, for Golden State, they stay with, you know, plan the work, work the plan in spite of the Klay Thompson injury. Uh, Again, you know, hang a star on it. It doesn't mean that everything's done and set in stone. LaMelo Ball goes third. And noted project Patrick Williams from Florida State goes fourth to the Bulls. I only include him because, well... (laughs) Balls. Uh, <laughs> but LaMelo Ball is, is obviously the name that resonates both from the sports world and the entertainment and just social media sphere for what the Ball family has been for the last couple of years. But even with that thrust, Dan, you and I, as we've talked throughout the show and even in our text back and forth talking about the day, the, the draft just didn't have the same romanticism and weight that it normally feels like it does. Perhaps it's because it's a Wednesday night in mid-November and we're still talking about, as we just did, week 11 of the NFL. We've got a game tomorrow. There was some action action on a gray field earlier, which looked really strange. Uh, But you've got all these other things swirling. And then here's the draft when you just kind of put basketball on the shelf just a couple of weeks ago, yeah, right? And you don't know all these players because, well, you didn't have an NCAA tournament to get a little bit of a crash course as to how good they may be or to see them rise or fall and, and get the thousand-word obligatory columns that come from that. Oh, he failed on the big stage. Or, no, this guy's now a hero because of a an upset win on the big stage. All of those mechanics that normally build to a draft, and let's face it, last year's was an anomaly. When you get a guy like Zion Williamson at the top, the anticipation going back to the blown-up shoe and thunderous dunk and everything Mm -hmm. else, John Morant making his run at the end of the season and into the tournament, and then we watched a number of other highly heralded players, a lot from Blue Blue Blood programs, say that really fast, that you had a lot of anticipation for last year's draft, so naturally this year's was going to pale by comparison, not to mention that everybody had to get a Zoom kit so you didn't have everybody assembled in the room. So the most entertainment, I think, and amusement people got, uh, excitement, was to see the reactions of the families based on where someone got drafted. Yeah, sometimes it- their ta- their faces told way too uh, direct a tale.
6: Well, I, I would say that the NFL draft of the way that they did it and the NBA draft was similar was, you know, you, you make the best of a bad situation and sure. it worked out really well for the NFL draft and it worked ab- out about as good as it could for the NBA draft. The problem is, is number one, it's an NBA draft. You mentioned the, you mentioned Zion Williamson and John Morant to the 2019 draft of being that headline, and specifically Zion and Aaron Torres even mentioned it as well. But you go back to the previous drafts, you know, even from a couple of years ago when Ben Simmons was number one, uh, when he went number one overall in 2016. Then the next year in 2017, you're like, all right, Lavar Ball is the most popular person in the draft, and he's the dad of one of the players. Right. Like that's like that's that's what you're getting now with the with the NBA draft it's the, the as you said the the Zion situation is an anomaly not because Zion was a superstar entering college and then when he was at Duke but it's because that he's that we just knew who he was the the other the drafts that we've had in the NBA for, for a while now just have not had that sort of gravitational draw that you normally would have and that's just kind of the the lay of the land and then this year's specific draft the 2020 draft pandemic related hurts it no ncaa tournament as aaron torres talked about we're also mike so far removed from these guys it's actually something that i think that the nfl draft somehow gets away with but even two years ago when kyler murray went one nobody really cared about like you knew kyler murray was going to go first Nick Bosa probably second, but even the, like the draft after that didn't really even have that much drama and made reason for you to like to be drawn in. But the NFL draft is is pretty far from when the season ends. This was way far from when the season ends. This is a draft that's not good. We expect next year's to be better, and the year after that, no matter if it's a combo draft or is the draft, we expect that to be a really strong class. And 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 now, Mike, honestly. I think it's bad news for these guys because, think about it, we are a month and four days From some of these rookies having to suit up in an NBA game, there's no summer league, there's no there's no preseason, really uh, a normal preseason as it is. There's no offseason workouts to get in these buildings. Like I feel bad for the class of 2020 because they had everything go against them. There's not one like break, you know, like a a good thing that happened to this. It's just it was just tough all around and a made tonight with all of those other factors. Just a, a, a a Something that was difficult to get into. Just like the Masters was tough for some this past weekend because it was November. I think that that's also the case with this, is you're just not used to having it on a Wednesday night in November. It's such a late June sort of thing right after the NBA Finals.
5: Well, and I think you you made the, the point that was in your tying it up was no Summer League. Not only for their development, but also Summer League the last couple of years has become a big deal. Yeah, Yep. Right, Both for viewership, as the games are televised from the mid-mornings West Coast all the way through the evening, and they move games around. I remember being out there uh, in, in Vegas to watch the Lonzo Ball year, and they kept moving their game from the 1 p.m. to 7 p.m. to accommodate national TV. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I had to be on air, so I couldn't stay at the gym anymore. So and you had two gyms going right, and you'd have, you'd be shuffling back, like all right, I want to go watch Tatum and company. All right, go there, and then you run back, and so it was, it was fun. Saw so a lot of cool action, met a lot of fans in the crowd that had come from all over the country to get a glimpse of the rookie for their first action. So losing that is also a big PR loss for the league because a lot of those guys were made available for autographs and picture taking, and it might not seem like much, but those are little things that as, as you're trying to cultivate the kids and the NBA believes it has them fully, but it's the little touches that make sure that that isn't lost. And summer league is a big party in that regard for getting some serious work done, but also in, in terms of reaching out to the fans. So mm-hmm. that that's certainly something that was lost in this process, but in terms of playing I'd be curious to see what pickup games these guys have been in, right? We're talking about Klay Thompson's injury a bunch, which allegedly occurred while doing a pickup game with current and future and former NBA players. So I was like, all right, who's in on these games and where are they progressing, right? Because anybody thinking that they're just shooting in the their driveway with makeshift hoops which I know sure. teams allegedly were sending out to players at the beginning of the pandemic. We had that great story from Giannis of he won't be able to practice. How? Will, so, all right, we'll make sure the equipment gets out. Like, guys are fine in gym time, right? Guys maybe under cover of darkness. Maybe they have their own bat caves. I don't know. But guys were getting their shots up. There's no question about that. But to your point, a, a month from now, the, the lights get bright and you're immediately expected to go and compete against, well, grown yeah. men. <laughs>
6: I'll, 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 I'll try to wrap it up with this, and I hope that it makes sense. It's difficult to compare it to the NFL draft because the NFL is just so so massive with everything, but we always felt that the NBA draft, and the NBA draft is still better than baseball's amateur draft, sure. but at least baseball is trying to do something different with it. And the other thing that baseball has going for it is that now guys are making it to the major leagues quicker. And that you're seeing, okay, if this guy is a top guy for a bad team, maybe he's fast track in a year or, you know, in 18 months, you know, you've got that going for them. It's the only thing that I think could be a benefit with this is there are some bad teams that haven't played basketball since, you know, since March. You know, then that's why the season is starting in December 22nd, because the teams that didn't play in the bubble are ending up. They need to play games. They need to play basketball again. So maybe with some of these bad players, maybe the one silver lining is that we're going to see them right away in action. It may not be good action, but we may just be forced to see them right away because you got to get them on the floor.
4: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. feels just right don't miss it mark your calendars and be the first to see it march 20th at 7 p.m eastern only on iHeartRadio's youtube channel save the date at new-qx80.com 2025 qx80 coming this summer
0: winter's coming here in la that means more rain for others a wintry combination of sleet slush snow and ice whatever winter means to you tire rack has tires that'll elevate your drive All-season tires, all-weather tires, and dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com and use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. They'll show you the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama Tires. They're shipped fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for two years. Mobile tire installation is available in many areas. Have you heard about this? They'll bring new tires to you at home or work and install them on site. It is a game changer changer. Go to tirerack.com/sports to see their Yokohama test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're the experts. That's tirerack.com/sports. tirerack.com. The way tire buying should be.
5: that is right start shaking in your seats people a little chair dancing on you. fox sports radio jason smith show with mike arm and dan byer is in for jason smith tonight i, I want a uh, leather jacket and jeans by me virtue of me wearing jeans they're tight jeans <laughs> there you have it at dan byer on fox is where you find stubble. dan meters. Yep. Well, i can get the stubble going i got a haircut the other day Yes, you did. Looking sharp. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Uh, I had a woman that walked in where I was getting my hair cut. I was like, wow, I wish I could get my hair that color. I looked at her. I said, age a couple more years. (laughs) Got kids? Got a couple of kids? Teenagers, huh?
6: (laughs) Maybe she was hitting on you. you Maybe. Then you just shot her down. You said, how you doing? Yeah, yeah.
5: <laughs> I was starting to get the uh, Rob Ryan look to me though, with the uh, the way the hair was flowing. Not the goatee. I didn't have the goatee and the beard going, but you know, just the way the hair was flowing. Oh, uh, you have to keep your mask on during the cut. I did. Yeah. He got curious. He got, he got uh, creative though. Like he had a big clip to kind of pin it back so he could get you know and do the, uh, the yeah. close shave because you know I, I need a razor shave at the end of it, Dan. Okay. All N- right. None of this, you know buzzer thing no 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 no! you got a clean shave it in the back
6: well you aren't the only one that got a haircut this week justin herbert did
4: as well yeah no that was a pretty good look
5: i mean great segue (laughs) into the chargers here uh i love the memes they were fantastic uh our friend uh my my partner for uh, a while on the sunday morning show will blackman had one where uh all right what does it look like and he said sid from toy story You'll get to know those movies soon enough, Dan. Uh, But basically the buzz cut and looking salty. Uh, Another group of people pulled out good old Jake Lloyd. Do you know who Jake Lloyd is? No. Jake Lloyd was the actor who played the kid, uh, Anakin Skywalker, back in the Mm, reboot. Nobody Uh, liked him. They thought he was a smart aleck uh, and that he couldn't act. (laughs) So, which may have been true, I don't know, or maybe just George Lucas didn't really know how to write that well, character or well, write dialogue.
6: What I thought was funny were the responses if everybody knew that it was like a like a four cut or a three cut, and then <laughs> you know, then the then the one, and, and whoever. I by the way. Uh, love it because it for as great of a season as Justin Herbert had, he's still a rookie. You have to, you still have to go through those sorts of things, those sorts of uh, rookie initiations, if you will. And a buzzed haircut is is just one of those things. I mean, we saw in Hard Knocks a few years ago that it could have been a lot worse, and they, they don't allow those certain things anymore. But hey, you know, just because he's could be the NFL rookie of the year the offensive side of things doesn't mean that he's not you know too big to have his head shaved
5: now here was the quote of the day as we get deeper into chargerville and i know our executive producer justin frostberg whatever he's uh drinking and enjoying on this wednesday night uh he may be going double time and working his elbow out a little harder based on the way the chargers have finished games let's just call it what it is uh Justin Herbert has had some fantastic games, still a rookie, still learning. Obviously, there's been a number of injuries, but the telltale sign for this team and the epitaph as it's written at come the end of December will be they can't win close games, right? Because you haven't had a finish outside of a touchdown. So you're talking about losing one possession games as an art form this year and last And special teams has been a big deal. I heard uh, our colleagues here on on our L.A. flagship, AM570 L.A. Sports, uh, Matt Money-Smith, who works the games, calling them for radio, uh, and Petros Papadakis, asking Anthony Lynn and asking Tom Telesco about the makeup and composition of the team and danced around the subject of special teams. You know, what do you like about what you've seen? It's been a lot not sure. to so yeah. trying to be as positive as they can to you know bring out all right here's why this has to keep going this is the direction we still need to go but he's Anthony Lynn in the news today by putting up the line facing the winless Jets they are quote the most dangerous team left on our schedule unquote now I give you by way of well just a quick look at their schedule to date the Jets have scored more than 20 points twice. This year, we remember the Monday night game against the Patriots where it looked like both teams may have wanted to lose. Uh, And then with Bill Belichick, it kind of became a coin flip opportunity of like, all right, is folk going to hit this or not? "Ah, I did. All right, we win. And then they go on six days later and on Sunday night football in my upset special, they go in a rainy matchup and beat the Ravens and suddenly they're back in contention now I I mentioned that because they went over 20 points in that game against the Patriots all those week ago did the Jets well they've scored 13 or fewer points six times so Anthony Lynn even with a banged up defense Joe Flacco is no longer elite let's just let's just call it what it is
6: well well, let's be honest Anthony Lynn's right because the Jets are a serious threat of preventing the Chargers from getting the first overall pick in the draft. That Correct. that's what this is all about. Like that is <laughs> that is what is most dangerous. And that is that is why it is important that they take this game very seriously and lose it. I mean, the Jets right now having a two-game lead over the Chargers, but Mike, if the Jets win this game. Then it's only a one-game lead. I know Jacksonville only has one win so far on the season, but then Jets would win tiebreaker if the Chargers lose out. So maybe that's what Anthony Lynn is thinking because there's no way with playoff-caliber teams like the Bills, like the Raiders, like the Chiefs still on their schedule, unless he wanted to go ultimate coach speak where it's they're the most dangerous because they're next. That could have been the thinking from one Anthony Lynn. No,
5: I like the way you, you do that. I, I think it's more just the we're scuffling. Kalen Bellage, by the way, will be your lead back. That was announced. So if you picked him up on waivers. Uh, good for you. You got another opportunity here uh, against the bad Jets team. I, I think it's more just the wounded animal theory that comes in here, right? We're We've had a rough run, and it's really been a, a very difficult season. Losers of three in a row. You had that win against Jacksonville and the season opener against the Bengals back when Terod Taylor was under center, and that's it, right? You can talk about Herbert and take some some fun with it, saying, all right, here's your face for L.A. going forward, start selling season ticket packages based on that at SoFi for 2021 and beyond. But if we're looking at where the season is, not that you're expecting. Hell, the Chargers always do that late November, December run. We've certainly seen those before, but you mentioned the schedule is replete with a couple of big teams in there. But you still have games against the Broncos. The Raiders' defense isn't good. The Falcons—I don't know what the Falcons are. They're a—they're a, a team that looked pretty good but finds a way to lose games. Oh wait, we're—we're we're talking about the Chargers. They're the—they're the mirror image of each other. They might just get on the field and do that Spider-Man meme. <laughs>
6: <laughs> the uh, you, know, you know this is this is what what ends up happening and this has happened with the Chargers and it's not it's not exact but it's very similar when Mike McCoy took over for the Chargers things were they made it to the playoffs his first year they were nine and seven that year they end up going to the postseason they end up winning a playoff game they went to Cincinnati and beat the Bengals and so they make it to the divisional playoffs and then the next year they go nine and seven but don't make the playoffs and then there's a five win season and then apathy kind of or a four win season then apathy kind of sets in and no matter what Mike McCoy did and I know at the end of the tenure Mike it wasn't there wasn't a lot of good there but everything that happened was magnified and that's the difficult thing with Anthony Lynn was listen you have a drop pass in the end zone. I know that like that's not Anthony Lynch's fault. I'm not trying to give him, I'm not trying to give him a pass because the blown leads are the bigger thing to me of when you're leading in New Orleans, sure. when you're leading in Denver, those are things that are on on the head coach. but when you're with this specific organization, it's the apathy that comes in with the fans and no matter what happens, I mean two and seven is not a good season by any means. We know that it's awful. But you've also found your quarterback of the future, which you weren't sure you were you were going to be able to do, and you did it immediately the next year after you said goodbye to your legend. And so, like that, like that's like that would be the one positive. And I know it's when you're two and seven, it doesn't necessarily matter. But you know, the Chargers are just are so interesting. And when when that stuff sets in, though, apathy becomes such a big big deal. I mean, I don't know how many Charger fans are just like eh, we're, we're we're used to this just this always happens to us and everything just kind of gets magnified. and, And that's what I think is happening with, with the chargers. So even saying something like this, now we're like, Oh my goodness. Are you, you know, are you kidding me? Like you, you're saying that the jets are your, you know, toughest challenge to date. Like, Please, you know, it's just what happens when you're a Chargers fan.
5: Just got to start winning close games. And who knows? Maybe they could bring in Jim Harbaugh. No, I did not just say that. <laughs> He's Dan Pyer. I'm Mike Harmon. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon here on Fox Sports Radio. Talking about schedules with the Chargers. We'll talk about a conference that may be reexamining their position in the collegiate level in about 90 seconds. But first.
4: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
0: Winter's coming. Here in L.A., that means more rain. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that'll elevate your drive. All-season tires, all-weather tires, and dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com and use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. They'll show you the right tires for how, what, and where you drive choose from the full line of michelin tires they're shipped fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers you'll get free road hazard protection for two years mobile tire installation is available in many areas have you heard about this they'll bring new tires to you at home or work and install them on site it is a game changer go to tirerackcom sports to see their michelin test results and special offers they've been at this for over 40 years trust me They're the experts. That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
7: Sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, Toyota, let's go places.
0: Martha Stewart, the original influencer.
7: When I think about anything, I think
4: about the way that she did it first. The media mogul.
5: The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner.
4: The rise, the fall. And the
6: reinvention of an American icon.
7: Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much
4: copied her a CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max.
5: To put a quick bow on the Clay Thompson coverage, this coming from uh, Bob Myers, spoke to Clay, all of those, confirmed the injury to his right leg. But when asked about it and what it does to the roster, quote, "We needed wing depth anyway." Just thought I'd uh, throw that in because that's a great one-liner uh, and punch, too, from Bob Myers addressing what it may be a season-ending injury for your second-best player, but before it even starts, which is just crazy to me, but <laughs> hey, you know, you got to find, uh, as we have all in 2020, baby, you got to see the light and find your wins and opportunity for even some gallows humor along the way, uh, but we've watched the college football season, Dan, and, and I know... You know, we're both Big Ten guys, so we follow the conference. And we'll get into a little bit of Big Ten uh, action here in about 10 minutes because of some schedule stuff going on there. Uh, and, look, an opportunity for all of you that love to do a little bit of investing and, and avoiding your family on the holidays. Well, holidays, holidays. But the Pac-12 is, according to John Wilner of the Mercury News, that they may be looking at non-conference games. To be added to the schedule, offering some flexibility from what the Big Ten and from what the Pac-12 did in delaying their return to the field was let's go conference wide. And the logic made sense, right? Here's the standard set of rules everybody plays by and that's it. Every other conference has their set uh, of procedures and everything to get on the field. And not always do they match up one-to-one. So it made sense. But now with a number of games canceled in the Pac-12, it's like, well, maybe we can reverse this. And immediately everybody's like, have Oregon start calling BYU and other teams. Let's figure (laughs) this out. So maybe we can find a way to backdoor ourselves into the playoff picture. Bruce Feldman saying that uh, our Fox Sports colleague, College football reporter saying, well, they didn't actually vote on the move, but there's consideration of this is, I think, progress from the larger scale of, hey, we need some more games that have some national appeal and flair to them, but also just for the conference to make sure they can possibly have a seat at the table.
6: I understand, even though it never made sense to me, but I understood why the conferences wanted control over their schedules, controls over their schools in this pandemic, Mike, because it's just easier to deal like that. But to think that because your schools are only playing against each other, that you're not going to have COVID issues, I think was just a – I, I, that was that was just never going to happen. Like there's just Certainly. it's it's not like when when you have when you have Lincoln Nebraska in one spot and then you have Piscataway New Jersey in another spot. I mean they they are hours and hours and hours away, but they're playing under the same windows, which doesn't necessarily make sense. So that so that whole premise, Mike, of trying to keep it in the conference didn't make a lot of sense to me, just because you had schools all over the place and and realistically from what we know about covid and as we continue to learn each day there's just no way where you could be like all right well we're keeping it out of the big 10 here or we're keeping it out of the out of the Pac 12 so the only thing that you can do is go to the other schools that are also maybe fortunate enough to be covid free and not have the issues and try to play them so it it, it, it to me it just it, it made perfect sense it never made sense for the schools to try to not have those sort of games and now we see and just how quickly it was for Cal and UCLA to be able to reschedule their game. If other conferences are also willing to do that, yeah, good for the Pac-12 for at least being able to adjust on the fly because they and the Big Ten were the the last ones to adjust to get their seasons underway.
5: Yeah, applaud and talked about it even Sunday morning as I sat in with Bucky Brooks, get previewing uh, Week Ten of the NFL. You know, we had that game on. It, it came on an hour after our window, but the pregame had started and everything. It's like about flexibility. Of finding opportunities, resources, and moving like the, the conference thing only made sense to me because not that everybody has the same level of resources even within a conference, but you're at least all here's the sheet that you have to abide by to try to get on the field. And really, as we know, you're, you're they, there's only slight variations into what the conferences have done in terms yeah. of those processes. Anyway, but at least for that, the the big fault, and and we've you know kind of beating this one over the head repeatedly is just not giving yourself flexibility with bye weeks and just trying to say, all right, we're going straight through.
6: There yeah, the, the I don't want to be the guy that says, I said this and I said that. And they should. a but Go ahead. but uh, the whole the whole issue with the Big Ten that I thought was if you're going to play seven or eight games anyway they could have just spread them out every other week. Right. You know like from that point like that when you are at that point in the SEC like you don't even have to play a 10 game schedule like the SEC is. If you're trying to limit exposure then just do it with the 7 games or the 6 games within your division and then have that championship game and do you know do it every other week and you'd have much more flexibility in trying to adjust and 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 and, and just the other thing is just it, it it's so you know, ridiculous with how everything played out. So I don't want to go over it again because it's been talked about. But, you know, the second wave that is here has been talked about for a long time, and it's why Major League Baseball is done with their season and wrapped up and not playing in November. So, you know, the, these, the Pac-12 and the Big Ten now having to deal with their uh, their lackluster – record and making decisions on that.
5: you reap what you sow Bobby Boucher <laughs> and with that we'll talk about scheduling uh back in the Big Ten hey more big Kevin Warren
6: something right with something I'll yeah say
5: more Kevin Warren talk coming up next uh he's a guy that I have uh roasted uh repeatedly here on the, the program you know my beloved Pac-10 I needed Northwestern football big matchup this week against the Badgers can't wait Uh, Some big matchups in the Big Ten as we celebrate that. Uh, And we'll also get in the holiday season. And, well, you might get to celebrate some more Big Ten. And we'll tell you all about it coming up next here on
4: Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
5: Welcome back in. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Dan Beyer in for Jason Smith Tonight, you can get the podcast of the show coming up in just a few minutes. Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your audio. Appreciate you downloading that. The I Want Your Flex podcast that Dan and I do. Each week, Tuesday and Friday mornings, that drops. You can get Tuesday's episode, which previews tomorrow's game. Gives you some uh, low-hanging, well, actually harder-to-reach Uh, sleepers and and ninjas and waiver wire pickups as well. You find Dan on Twitter, at Dan Byer on Fox. Find me over at Swollen Dome. Uh, The next podcast will go up Friday morning, previewing all of Week 11. And Dan, uh, appreciate you coming in tonight, hanging out. Uh, I'll send you a piece of cake to celebrate Jason's birthday. Uh, I have you know there's also the the poll. We're getting some good results uh, off the poll question about ice cream sandwiches. (laughs) <laughs>
6: good, good it's you know the sandwich the ice cream bar all of it but again i wish they'd bring back pudding pops but i don't think that's gonna happen
5: well I, there, there's certainly some uh some questions of who would be the new endorser uh for pudding pops but we're just gonna leave that we're gonna push yeah, that off to the yeah, side Dan, yeah and leave that one alone uh but we've talked a lot and i, I know you and i even off air a bunch With our Big Ten ties, as I sit here in a Northwestern jacket, uh, go after the Big Ten. Look, it's not all homerism. Where they fail and make mistakes in judgment, eh, they will be called the task here on the airwaves of Fox Sports Radio, our social media, etc. And we talked just a few minutes ago about the problems of the Big Ten football season and and getting that underway and some of the decision-making and the delays. Well, for the Big Ten basketball season. Hey Kevin Warren and all the school uh heads, good job. You got it you got it done and you gave us a gift. Cuz for years I have lamented the loss of the blue gray game, Dan. <laughs> the famous all-star game that started your Christmas morning uh which was shuttered all those years ago. What it offered you one was an opportunity to get in front of the TV and if you had family around that maybe you you didn't really feel like you wanted to talk to, you could they, they might come sit in front of the TV, but they sure as hell weren't going to talk. Uh, it gave you a, an investing slash betting opportunity. And then slowly but surely, it became all about the NBA. And we'll have five games like we do every year, no doubt. But the Big Ten also scheduled all teams in the conference will play Christmas Day and the day after four games on Christmas Day. And that's a gift that'll just keep on giving.
6: Yeah, I was, I was surprised to see that. I, I Usually the entire sports world outside of the NBA and then a random NFL game like we have this year will will end up playing. But to see college basketball, maybe there's a Christmas tournament. Sometimes in Hawaii sure. there was one, but it doesn't get the marquee stuff. The Big Ten, when they ended up expanding their schedule and obviously went to 14 schools, ended up having to play some conference games in December. But now with this COVID situation, Mike, they're full-on conference from basically early December all the way on. And not only does the do the four games on Christmas Day uh, end up being a shocker. I mean, you got Wisconsin at Michigan State, Iowa at Minnesota that day. So there are going to be some good schools playing. You also have a month of January where there are Big Ten games on every single day except three of them, and one of them is New Year's Day, and the other two days are actually being used as flexible dates in case other games have to be postponed earlier in the year. They've kind of set aside these these four date areas in, in January and a couple in February and, and even one in early March where you can reschedule games and have the ability to play the games, but it is a, it is a nonstop. Usually, Wednesday was the game, you know, where you would have the most Big Ten games. Sure. Maybe you'd have a game on Tuesday because it's nationally televised, and the same thing with a Thursday. But I mean, it is it is nonstop. They are they are playing Mondays, they are playing Fridays. There is a full schedule with the Big Ten. But I was most surprised by actually having meaningful college basketball games on Christmas Day.
5: So exciting, right? Because we we normally know know the rules of engagement. NBA doesn't want anything to do with the NFL schedule. We know this yeah. uh, as, and likewise, nobody has infringed except in rare, rare occasions. And the NFL, it's it's a handful of times uh, where you've shown up on Christmas Day again. Going back to the blue gray games long before the NBA took over that date. But the collapsible buys is is the term being used, and it's it's good to see that they learned their lesson very quickly because they could have just been bullish about it saying you know what it's worked so far we're getting through the schedule mostly although looking at Ohio State and Wisconsin and making sure they get the requisite games to be eligible for postseason potential postseason glory mm-hmm. is really where the conference comes in and when we know the the conference usually has 7 or 6 or 7 representatives in the the big dance, as it were. You want to make sure you get as many games in as you can.
6: Northwestern should say they had a COVID outbreak. Not saying that they wouldn't win, they won't win this weekend, Mike. But hey, that's a nice fast track. Eliminate yeah. Wisconsin and ease yourself a little bit if you want to do it. Football. You yeah, know. I,
5: I think they'd suddenly have some flexibility there. Dan. <laughs> that, you know what? We figured it out with basketball. Why don't we apply it to football right now? Kind of like the Pac-12 saying, "Let's we got to find some other games for our top teams, man." Well, if something happens,
6: the message boards were going crazy in the week uh, saying that Indiana should do the same thing with Ohio State because you know the Buckeye. Guys had their uh, game last week ending up being canceled. So th- that was a way for the Hoosiers to end up uh, trying to slide in as well, of trying to get Ohio State to have uh, the three canceled games. But guys only have one. Northwestern could take of Wisconsin if they needed.
5: It would be kind of funny to see Pat Fitzgerald go all WWE heel in a press conference to announce it. All right, he's Dan Byer. Thanks for hanging in, Dan. Thanks, we'll see Mike's. you tomorrow for fun. the podcast. Thanks. Uh, go enjoy some more post-NBA draft fodder. Find us at Dan Beyer on Fox at Swollen Dome. Ben Maller next here on Fox.
4: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury.
2: visit
3: buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. There's plenty to celebrate in March and expect.